Um, yes, welcome back. Today is Lot 16, Episode 12. The other guy is still doing all the storytelling, but this one's really awesome. I believe this one is entitled Lot 17, and it was almost 100% combat. <laughs> In rifts. In rifts. In rifts. Greetings, everyone. This is Lot 16, episode 12, formally titled Lot 17. Now, in this very, very great episode, I would like to point out this is probably going to be the shortest episode of them all. Because what happened in this episode, quite simply put, the Lot 16 group went after the Lot 17 group and sponged them from off the face of the earth. Now, Put frankly, I only had three players in attendance for this session. Andrew, Lee, and my cousin Joe. So that would be Spike, heretofore known as Red Eddie, Monty the Python, and Ronan the Samurai Otter. Those were the only three players that I had for this session. The chosen NPCs for this session were Shankroot, of course, because I did not want them going after monsters without the best they had to offer, and Little Reagan, the owl super spy from a different dimension. And she gets in on this because she's the one that actually knew about it and had the skill set to find it, which is actually how it opened. She did find it. It was at an Air Force base on level 88 is where it was, very, very near the top. So the group actually, and it was quite clever the way that they did this, they used Ed, oh, so I guess Ed played a small part in this, because they had to fly there. Now, he could carry Ronin without much of a problem. He could carry Spike, carrying Monty and Shangroot. Now we have a problem. But that's okay, he didn't have to carry them. Shangroot, if you'll recall, he actually has a sky cycle, a coalition skyrocket cycle that he has named the Pale Horse, and he actually carried Monty, and they actually flew up to it with Reagan's help, and Reagan could fly herself, so that wasn't a problem. Reagan, using her super spy skill set, hacked the mainframe and got them access to the Coalition Skyways, and then they just sailed on up to the level, bypassing security as they had to. Shangrud actually parked his sky cycle and had to dispose of several enemy units because, well, Reagan didn't roll 100% the entire time. She actually did fail a couple of rolls, which meant that they actually had to stop and fight one group of special forces agents. But it was Shangrut. They stopped the bike. He got off. He jumped them successfully and put them all down. He pulled all their heads off and he actually kept all six of those helmets in a bag. He was starting a head collection. My excuse for this in character for him is the doc needs samples to create his anti-mutagen. And on they went. They made it to the Air Force Base and they successfully hijacked a Coalition Death Head. Now inside this Coalition Death Head at this Air Force Base, now Reagan had to stay behind. She hid herself somewhere and stayed in computer contact and she also hacked all the computer systems and made sure that the group didn't get caught and also made sure that none of the security cameras saw them entering the base. Now, so they got in, they got in another fight with some Coalition grunts, but these people they actually didn't kill. Monty made sure Shang Root did not kill them. They simply scared them into running away and then they snuck on board this death head. Now on board this death head were three monsters. There was the fearsome and deadly Platicor, the bear bear, and the other one that they actually had going on was a, we affectionately refer to him as the Manotar. Giant bull man thing. So yes, for all the random roles that went in creating these things, they really were kind of cliche and 
hitch. We effectively had a minotaur, a demon bear, or an owl bear, if you prefer, you D&D players out there, and, well, the platycore for you munchkin players out there. So yes, not a whole lot of creativity happened here. And because I'm trying not to draw this out, but I'm actually trying to save time, they got in a huge dang ugly fight. The original plan here was to just open the cages and let the creatures kill each other and everyone on board the ship. When they did this to the owlbear, it was actually met with some measure of success. It started killing the coalition agents, it started killing the skelebots, but this was before the group learned that behavioral conditioning made that impossible. The second that Golden, that military specialist, showed up, who's in charge of all this, along with Dr. Johnson, the two of them showed up and started controlling the animals, behavioral suggestioning and synaptic safe words, and had the monsters turning on the group in no time at all. So a this huge fight that actually broke out and one that the players were not going to win. Shangri being there honestly did not make that much of a difference. Platicor was murdered, Monty wrapped it up, Shangri and Eddie then beat it to death. Eddie also, Andrew and Lee both had this idea around the same time. So Spike and Monty both had the idea of we need to open the cargo bay and just launch these creatures out of here. But therein lies the other thing, this death head wasn't exactly moving at the time, so they had to do in that. This fell to the only person who can pilot sky vehicles at all, and that would actually be, it fell between Shangrut and Monty, and Lee reluctantly agreed that he was gonna be needed for the fighting, his mega damage constriction, so Shangrut being the NPC, he was the one who went and actually started up the death head and started piloting it. Now, Shangrut had a fight with Golden, a very brief fight, because in a single natural 20, Shangrut sent Golden spiraling off the catwalk and into the ship's core. But Golden did manage to save himself because Golden is actually an experiment, but the group didn't learn about that until later. Simply put, the reason that Natural 20 did not kill him is because Golden actually has subjected himself to a lot of experimentations himself as a precaution and in order to actually defeat these monsters. But that is how Golden survived. He flew. Yes, that's what he did to himself, to safety. Now, with Shangri successfully piloting the Death Head, the rest of the group had to fight the monsters. Now, Platicor was successfully killed, and they also successfully shot the Manitar to death. So, two of them were dead, which just left the Bear Bear, but this creature, it was the Kodiak and the Walrus, and all of the martial arts powers combined into one. This really was a fearsome, giant, polar bear ninja guy and they really were out of their league fighting this thing. Ronan would be the one who actually put that thing down, so for all their talk of, we need to open the cargo bay doors to get rid of these monsters, they actually successfully killed them all in combat. But then the problem erupted from the fact that they couldn't fight the Coalition agents in their tired and tattered and monster ripped up state. I believe that Ronan uh, got his arm and leg broken again. Monty grew yet another tail that would make five for him, but he also suffered a critical injury to his head, I say again, and Spike had a Bible blade shoved right through his guts. So they were all pretty much just laying there dying. And so it was, it fell to Shangroot and Reagan in constant communication. Shangroot put the death head on autopilot and then he went and had Reagan talk him through detonating one of the nuclear warheads on board this death head. So it suddenly fell to, yes, I'm gonna open the cargo bay doors and we are going to have to parachute out. A skill which none of them had, but they all had to do anyway because the death head was about to go up and explode. Now, Shangroot, for all that he has become a horrible diabolic monster when he became a tree man, 
Apparently there was still some good in him because he actually left the state of Lone Star in the Death Head. He actually left the city. So they were actually flying out over the slums when they all bailed out. And as it turns out, well, Shane Groot, he just went back to his sky cycle and flew away happily. The other three, well, as it turns out, believe it or not, Monty the Python actually had the paratrooper skill. So he was able to successfully parachute to safety. And it was Reagan who rescued Spike and Ronan, carrying them to safety. And that really was the session. The group successfully found the base. They got to it with minimal fighting and lots of really great role playing our way past the security by being military officers. And that actually is how the session went. They met their objective. They accomplished their objective. Dr. Johnson was uh, killed. Oh, that's the other thing that happened on this deathhead. The scientific genius who was behind all of this was successfully assassinated. Oregon, so they thought. Turns out Dr. Johnson and Golden both escaped their fates and were not slain when the death head exploded. But the group didn't learn about that until later. They saw this as a real solid victory, having destroyed not only the last 17 experiments, but also a coalition death head. And they made it safely back to the not so underwater, now just the power generator base that they had successfully stolen from the government as well. And that was Lot 17. Thank you all for listening, and hopefully you enjoy this episode that is only 15 minutes long. Take care. Thank you everyone for listening and for your support. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness and Rifts are trademarks of Palladium Books Incorporated, and all other music and media are the property of their prospective owners. Lot 16 is a trademark of Doom Squid's films, and the characters created herewith are also trademarked to the same. I'd like to thank all the people who made this possible. Uh, Jeff Diamond, James Spencer, Leon Andrew Whitaker, Heidi Grover, Mark Roberg, Joe Helwell, Ibbett and Tyler Owens, and Maddie and Burton. Till next time, thank you.